Chase is alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse! Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Ward, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're doing if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I'm your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me tonight is my co-host, Eric Walford. Hey, what's up, y'all? Now, last week, we discussed our first thoughts and experiences with the new Friday the 13th game during its first week of release. And this week, we get to hear from the voice of one of the in-game counselors. I'd like to welcome voice actor Ben Diskin, who is the voice of the famous sweater-wearing Chad that you see up close in the game's opening sequence at the campfire. So big thanks for joining us to talk about your experience with the game production, Ben. And how are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Thanks so much for having me on the show, guys. Awesome. You're the first person outside of uh, the producers and, of course, uh, Harry Manfredini and Sean Cunningham. So we were glad that you had some time to, you know, talk about how you basically made made a character come to life. Oh, so I'm the first uh, voice actor for you guys. Yes, yes. So we definitely appreciate (laughs) your time. You're fools. I mean, thanks for having me on. I'm, 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 I'm really glad to be here. Uh, this is going to go really smoothly, I can tell. I just awesome. Yeah, we definitely appreciate your time. And like I said, with the game just coming out, I'm sure a lot of people probably are curious, you know, about how this process works that you're involved in. So. Oh, yeah. But uh, first uh, off, we'll just kick, uh, kick things off a little bit and just talk about Friday in general. Now, I know that not everyone who has worked on the films or the video game is a mega fan, you know, like we are. But prior to your work on the game, would you consider yourself a fan of the franchise? Um, I would say I'm a fan, but I'm not like a super fan. Like if you ask me like what my favorite character was, I couldn't tell you. But I have seen, I'm pretty sure, all of the movies. Uh, so yes, I mean I like horror stuff. So yes, I, I'm gonna say I'm a I'm a fan, but don't ask me too many specifics because it's gonna it's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's better than some people who literally are not a fan at all and don't like, really know anything about Jason? it. Is is that is he like the guy who lives next door? Is is that who that is? I don't know. Yeah, I don't watch horror. That think you know. Jason is Michael I mean, Myers or know. vice versa. Oh god damn it. No. Jeez. <laughs> How can you screw up your slashers? You just can't do that. No. Jason, he's the one with the glove, right? With like the knives on it. Edward Scissorhands, right? It's that guy, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, those people. Yeah, they they used William Shatner's face to make his mask. (laughs) Uh, Well, don't get me wrong, though. I mean, I would never knock anyone for you know taking the work. You know, acting in the video games. You know, money's money, a job's a job. So I certainly don't knock those people. But it's always nice to hear when the people that we do have on that actually you know do know about the franchise. So that's that's good to hear at least. And, you know, I mean, and with Chad, it's he's such a unique character. I want Chad's yell to be like Wilhelm's scream. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> Star Wars will be using it 20 years from now. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, Chad does have the best fuck you in the game, though. I do have to give you that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I work really hard on my fuck yous. nice yeah i do have to tell you though and uh, i'll send you a link to this you know later on when we're done but uh 
a couple nights ago, some friends that I've been gaming with, and one of them had the idea of there was eight of us in the match, so obviously seven counselors, one Jason, and somebody came up with the idea of let's all be Chads and kick the shit out of Jason. And you do that? They, you all play the same character? Yeah, yeah, everybody can be the same character. So, Oh, my God. We, we mix it up, and there was different clothing variations. So, you know, the game starts, and we all meet up in one location, and, and we all run into a cabin, and Jason comes in, and we start, you know, shooting flares at him and just beating the shit out of him in the first cabin. And then, of course, uh, once he's stunned, we run to the next cabin, and the cycle just kind of continues until we're all dead. But, I mean, it was just fucking hilarious. Uh, the audio on the video is just one person, but when you just see, you know, you can just tell everybody's having a good time with it. And I have right. to say, it was probably one of the funnest matches that I've played in. But you definitely have to have to check out this YouTube link. It was awesome. Oh, I would like to see that. I definitely want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Um, I, I know that you haven't haven't had a chance to be, you know, gaming like we have. But uh, you have seen the opening sequence of Chad's face, right? Oh yeah, I've seen so that what, multiple times. <laughs> what were your first <laughs> thoughts when you when yeah when you seen that what were your first thoughts like were you like oh shit what the hell is this or did you just get oh, a good laugh no i got a good laugh like i uh from from what i've seen of this game is that it's definitely it doesn't take itself too seriously like it's not like a full-on horror it, it's it's a fun horror game is the best way like it looks to me so like the kind of cartoony like like over-the-top antics of all the characters i'm just like well i mean that's and this is this is basically pure 80s cheese that's that's kind of how Friday the 13th started off, I mean, yeah, it's a horror film and it's scary, but it's also like, it's all this, the tropes that we now have in like every horror film today, it all basically started from either like Friday the 13th or, or Freddy Krueger or the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I look at that and I'm just like, yeah, that's, this seems like spot on. It's exactly how it would be. Yeah, definitely. Now, what got you into voice acting in general. I, I know from IMDb that you had some acting credits in your younger years, and then your work in the video game industry has just been, I mean, I mean, you've got all kinds of credits, you know, Tony Hawk and uh, Final Fantasy. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. But uh, what got you from acting to transitioning into uh, the voiceover work? Oh, well, my uh, acting career is kind of a weird one. So both of my parents uh, are actors. And uh, when I was still developing in my mom's womb, uh, her uh, agent at the time said, hey, uh, when your kid's born, we'd like to represent him. So they signed contracts, and so I technically have had uh, representation in the acting industry before I was actually born. Um, so as a result, I've just grown up doing uh, all different kinds of acting. You know, when, when you're a kid, uh, it's mostly – it's basically modeling. It's like, okay, we're going to have you um, eat these chicken McNuggets in this McDonald's commercial, and that's it. You know, it, it's pretty simple stuff because they just want little babies. Um, but when I turned uh, six, um, I, I, I still I, – I, this is this was before a lot of the early education programs where you have, like, two-year-olds who can, like, read already. This is way before all that stuff. So I was six, and uh, I was just in kindergarten, and I didn't actually know how to read stuff, but – uh, my agency said, like, you know, hey, you have a cute-sounding voice. Um, people are always looking for, like, little kids in radio commercials and uh, stuff like that. So why don't you try out for some things? And so my agents would just dictate the lines that they needed me to say, and I would just say it back to them into the microphone. And um, that was really my very first experience doing um, voiceover work. And uh, as I kept going through my acting career, um, I found that I just, I just liked voiceover a lot more because you can play so many different characters – 
and you're not uh, you're not typecast nearly as much. Um, uh, for on-camera stuff, I'm usually the guy. Like I, I would describe myself as the nerd on a soap opera. Like looks-wise, I'm not dorky enough to be like sitcom nerd, but I'm not good-looking enough to be like leading man nerd or leading man like character guy. So instead, I'm always just sort of like a nerd, but only on like the 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 shows where like everybody is freaking drop dead gorgeous. And I'm just like, there's really not a lot of those, and I'm not really having fun, and I'm just playing the exact same character, so I don't really want to keep doing this. This is just kind of mind-numbing. And when I started doing voiceover work, uh, before this was before video games even had voiceover, so this was cartoons, um, I, all of my friends at school who uh, knew I was an actor, they actually watched cartoon shows that I was in and had no idea it was me. And I realized, oh, I can play all these characters, I can be completely anonymous, and I still get to perform. And so my on-camera career just kind of dwindled away just sort of naturally. I just sort of stopped pursuing a lot of stuff, and my voiceover career uh, took off. And that's how I wound up going from uh, a lot of on-camera stuff to just focusing on the voiceover stuff. Interesting. Yeah, you you definitely have a lot of video game credits and some pretty big titles. So, yeah, and the way with the video game industry, the way it's just boomed over the years, I mean, that's obviously something that's never going to go go away. It's just going to oh, keep yeah. growing and growing. Well, no, I mean, like right now, I think the video game industry has actually surpassed the film industry in being the most profitable uh, entertainment industry there is. So, like, right now, video games make more than, like, blockbuster movies. It's insane. So, like, adding in, like, voiceover and, and, and uh, all the motion capture stuff that people do. Well, I mean, even for this game, right, they, they got, uh, is his name Tom H- Hodder, Hater, the, the guy who plays uh, Jason? Actually, yeah, yeah, Kane. There we go. They, they actually got him to, like, come and just do all of his mocap for this game. That's why it looks so damn authentic. It's like, yeah, you can do that for games now. It's insane. We've come a long way since, you know, the Nintendo 8-bit. Oh, definitely. And you have people like, you know, Eric here, who just uh, bought a, a PS4 recently, if I if I recall correctly, Eric. I, I think you just bought game. it. Yeah, just I, to play Friday game. Play. Right on. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's proof, you know, of what you just said, and I I believe that, and it doesn't surprise me one bit with the technology the way that it is. But with that in mind, how did you become involved with the game? Oh, uh, so this is you're gonna find if you ever do any kind of like voice actor interviews, this is the same kind of uh, story you're gonna get from all of us. Um, basically, most if not all jobs that we get, um, the way it works is you have an agent, uh, and your agent receives. Um, projects from various producers. They'll just contact the agency directly, and then they'll say, okay, uh, we have a character. He's in his mid-20s. Um, he's, uh, I don't know, he's been abandoned as a child, and he's grown up with, like, um, a chip on his shoulder, and here are his lines, and uh, send this to whoever you have uh, in your agency who you think this is right for. Um, and other times, they'll actually specifically request people from that agency. They'll say, okay, we already know uh, who we want for this, so send us a few of these people and uh, also give us anybody that maybe we didn't think of. So um, for this one, oh gosh, let me see. Actually, I have the email uh, here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I got um, uh, an email from just uh, my agency saying uh, we want uh, the following people to audition for this. And I was one of them. And so uh, they said just audition for like three different um, characters at least because we need a, a lot of there's, there's going to be a lot of yelling, and we need these characters uh, to sound good. So uh, come on in. And so uh, it's like me, uh, Zeno Robinson, who, who plays um, uh, the jock, I believe. Uh, we were on there. I think Dave Finoy was somebody they called in as well. And um, 
uh, once once they heard all the auditions, we, we send them in via MP3. Uh, they listen to what they like, and whoever they think is the right for the roles, they that's who they select. So um, they hired me um, to play Chad, uh, to play Eric, and to play a character called Hunter. Um, and so uh, when when all this stuff goes down, it's a little it's a little strange, you know. Um, they didn't really have everything labeled – well, I guess uh, nailed down exactly, like knowing precisely what they wanted. So uh, I wound up getting narrowed down from those three characters down to one, but we actually recorded all three of them. So, for instance, I'm not, I'm not positive, but like – because I've heard bits and clips of the game. I think that uh, Eric uh, LaChapa is actually played by Robbie Damon, but it's credited as me because I did it in the session. But I don't think they actually used that for the game. Um, and then the other one, Hunter, is actually – oh, boy, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he's the he's the, the guy who comes in. Uh, if you die, you can play as him, and he's like a character from the movies. Tommy Jarvis. Um, yeah, Tommy Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah, Tommy Jarvis. So originally, like, I did the voice work for Tommy Jarvis. They just called him Hunter. And then I guess they got the original actor to play him, which in my opinion is a way better choice. Uh, and so he came back and plays uh, himself, essentially. Uh, and that's And that's how that wound up working out. So – it's 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 a strange thing where you never really know exactly what you're going to get until you're doing it. Um, like, for instance, we don't get the scripts ahead of time. So when we show up to the booth, we just have the lines, and you just have to kind of go. And they'll just say, okay, here's the line. Give me give me a few takes, and we'll pick the one we like the most. Um, and so it, it, re- <laughs> it can result in some kind of weird stuff. Like, okay, I'm, I'm sure you guys would probably be more familiar with these lines than I am because you've heard them more than I have. Uh, but there's, I guess, we all say the same lines unless they've changed that. And uh, one of them is you're attacking Jason, and the line is it's either uh, uh, you like this asshole, or it's like what do you think of this asshole? It's something along those lines. And uh, you see this written down, and it's written you like this comma asshole question mark. And you're supposed to say you like this asshole, or you like this asshole. But some of the dudes who were doing this, and they had to like fix it kept saying, you like this asshole? <laughs> Are you enjoying this asshole? <laughs> I was like, uh, no, 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 no. No, we don't have anybody who wants to be sodomized uh, by Jason, so no, uh, let's let's try that again. But so somewhere out there, there's like somebody from the game just, just like politely request, like, like, do you like this asshole? <laughs> that That is, that is hilarious. Now, as a voiceover actor, I, I just... Hearing your voice uh, and hearing it on the game, then seeing everything that you've done, I've totally had a Howie Mandel moment. When you Howie finally realize, yes, sir, when you realize that Skeeter, Bobby from Bobby's World, and uh, Gizmo are all the same voice. <laughs> I, I have heard your voice, sir. I recognize that voice. Think ah. name kids next door. <laughs> I, from Halo to Spider-Man, I've, I, you've done a lot of crap, sir. Uh, good for <laughs> you. you. Good for you. I mean, not crap. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, you, no, I know what you mean. It, that, it's good to be in your shoes, sir. Thank And wow. I mean, it did. Uh, it's like you heard that. I, I heard that note, that phonic note that said, hey, you've heard this before. And it, yeah, wow. That's cool. That's cool. 
Now, at the time when you were doing the voice recordings, did you actually know that it was a Friday the 13th game, or did they not even tell you what the title was at that time? Um, no, for this one, they did, I believe. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they did tell us what this one was. I feel like, um, I guess there was probably a little bit more confidence just because people had already been made aware of it since there was like a whole Kickstarter event and something like that. But usually, um, if you're dealing with, say, like a really big, like AAA studio, like, like a Disney character voices or, or Square Enix or, you know, one of these like huge things. That's where they like really try to keep the actors from knowing what they're auditioning for. So because they're always worried about leaks and people saying like, hey, guess what, Twitter? I auditioned for this. And then people go, oh, I guess they're making a new, you know, uh, uh, Pokemon game. I don't know. Something along those lines where they just like people freak out and they learn all about it. But for this one, I guess they were just kind of like, look, people know about this. Heck, they're donating money. So just tell them it's Friday the 13th and uh, make sure they're okay with this. Because, well, the funny thing is actually our director, uh, our voice director, Lex Lang, um, when he signed on, and I don't know how this happened because it cracks me up, he didn't know this was going to be that violent of a game. And I don't know how you can sign on for a Friday the 13th game and think it's not going to be violent, but he did. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, so there was still – some degree of mystery uh, regarding it, but we did at least know it was Friday the 13th. They didn't keep that from us. Nice, nice. Now, obviously, you've been involved with some, you know, big titled games, but when you found out that it was a Friday game, were you like, fuck yeah, this is awesome, you know, to be attached to the franchise? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, this this is one of the things where I'm like, you know, if I get in this, God, I should probably buy the game just to hear myself die. And, so I, always I, mean, up, I always wind up playing, like, the annoying characters in games. I don't know what it is, but, like, like Tony Hawk, I'm Eric Sparrow. I'm that guy you just want to murder. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, you actually can kill me in this game. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, your character in the game is definitely the most iconic just because of that opening shot with the funny face and everything. And, you know, uh, it's funny to hear, you know, you'll be in a, a, a match with a bunch of other people and people always, you know, talk about Chad. So it's definitely he's the most iconic counselor in the game hands down all right but yeah it uh hopefully you'll get a chance to play it but your description of it earlier you know just you know uh the 80s you know everything that they were trying to accomplish the voices definitely did add you know like when you were talking about the cheesiness side to it the voices definitely accomplished you know that particular goal uh you know all of them for all the characters i mean it it just all fits you know very well I'm glad it does, man. That's cool because it's you know, it's it's one thing to like get to play games, but when you have to like be in them, I always feel like a, little, a certain amount of pressure. Like if we screw this up and it sounds like shit and the fans hate it, like oh god, please no. Because I mean, like the gameplay seemed really good. So the last thing you'd want is for like the very like one of those like essentially a, a, a finishing touch, basically a little bit of polish, which is what voices wind up being in most games. If it went to being annoying as hell to listen to, and you're like, how do I turn these damn voices off? I can't listen. It's so freaking awful. Like, that's so. It's always it's always a pleasure to hear. Like, no, no, no. This works. This, pe- people are okay with this. It it, it fits. It's good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It definitely works. And for them to you know throw a little profanity in there, you know the the name calling and you know the yeah. the fuck you and all that stuff. I mean, that was just perfect little touches. Also. Now, tell us a little bit about just the process, you know, just when we talked a little bit earlier, you know, like you had just explained, which was, you know, funny to hear that, you know, you just have this piece of paper and, you know, you don't really know how to influctuate it or how to say, you know, however it is that they're wanting to to convey the line. Did they like show you game clips 
to give you an idea of, you know, hey, watch this and then, you know, throw that in there when you're saying the line or, or how did that work exactly when they were, were recording all of that? If I recall correctly, they sent us like uh, a YouTube link so that we could at least see what the game was going to look like. Th- that or I just did that myself. I'm not sure which one. But when you're actually in the room, like sometimes they will have like very, very early like alpha builds of like the characters in motion so you can kind of have an idea of what they're going to be doing. Um, but for this one, no, it was really just uh, they would just tell us what they needed us to do. So it would be like, okay, you're going to give me. Um, uh, three seconds of like jogging. Now you're gonna give me ten seconds of jogging. Now you're gonna give me twenty seconds of jogging. And the first time we do it, I want you to sound like kind of like like you're in control. Second time, I want you to be a lot more nervous, like you just saw a dead body. And then like the third time, it's gonna be like Jason is after you. You are running for your life, and you're like tripping and stumbling all over your own feet. So like when we're doing say like uh, the running stuff, I mean uh, you have to be kind of conscientious about the fact that there's a very sensitive microphone in front of you, so you can't actually uh, jog in place because it'll hear your feet like bouncing up and down on the ground. But you also can't just stand there and go ha 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 because it, it doesn't sound like you're actually running. So you have to like kind of like do this weird jog thing where you're like bouncing back and forth on the ball of your feet without actually taking your feet off the ground and moving your arms really fast and making sure that your clothing doesn't make any noise, but get your 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 heart rate up and get your uh, your lungs really pumping. Uh, so for this, I actually have like a. It, it's not as bad as it used to be when I was like 12, but I have asthma, so it was kind of like, okay, we can do like one take of the 20 seconds worth of this, but I'm gonna need to like take a break after this because it's like, <laughs> and it just kept going and going and going and going, and I started getting lightheaded. But that's what they want because if if you if you're not actually doing what your character is supposed to be doing, at least to some capacity, it just sounds fake, and they can't actually use any of that. Um, uh, any of that audio. And it's the same thing with, like, yelling. I mean, in a game like this, you're going to be doing a lot of yelling. Like, you know, this this guy's trying to murder you. You're trying to warn other people. You're trying to run away. You're you're yelling at him. You're yelling at your friends. So everything has to sound like you're actually in a state of panic. So you basically put yourself in a state of panic physically uh, when you do all this stuff to make it sound right. Nice. Now, I've seen video clips where people will be providing a voice, but they'll actually have a screen in front of them. And that's really about the extent of my knowledge with the voiceovers is, is just seeing that. So I was, I was just curious if they did that for you or you literally were just, you know, spouting lines and they just pick what they liked best. So it's interesting to hear about that process. It sounds like it's definitely a lot more work than what most people realize when you, you know, damn near pass out, you know, just for, for uh, shooting the, the running scene. So that's definitely interesting to hear. Oh, well, you got to do it. You know, that's, 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 uh, that's the way it is. Like that's, that's what people want to hear. They don't want to hear of somebody pretending to scream. They want to hear somebody really screaming because it, it adds the atmosphere and all that stuff. Uh, but it's, you know, it's still, it's still good fun. It's, it's, it's worth it. And as long as the finished product sounds the way it should, that's really what, what matters most to really everybody in the room. Um, whenever they have like a screen in front of the actor, usually, usually that's for stuff like anime, like uh, Japanese cartoons being dubbed into English because they'll have, pre-existing mouth movements or mouth flaps as we call them and we have to try to fit our words into those but with most games the development isn't far enough along for them to already have like a really set uh uh mouth movement pattern for us to match up with so that's kind of the good thing is that for video games usually they just say okay how would you say this we want to hear your own natural read so you can pause where you would naturally pause you would take a breath where you would naturally take a breath 
instead of just having to talk like this. Okay, there it is. Did it fit? Okay, squeeze it a bit and shrink it. How about now? Like it's one of those we can just just talk. If you normally stutter or or uh, take a break, totally fine. So you're getting a more natural performance, I think, for video games than you will for uh, anything that involves dubbing. But that's yeah, that's how it is for most games. Now, how long did it take for you to do all the recordings for the voices? Oh, hmm. Let's see. I I believe I was there for like a little under two hours. Because keep in mind, all the characters, unless, and again, they might have changed this, uh, but all the characters had the exact same dialogue. So you had, I had recorded it once as uh, Eric, once as Chad, and once as uh, Hunter, um, doing like a different voice each time. But it's, uh, yeah, I would say... If, it, if I didn't have to do it three times, it probably would have taken me about maybe 45 minutes, 40 to 45 minutes um, to do one pass. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Now, we had a chance to hang out with the guys from Gun Media a little bit last fall at uh, a convention in Lexington, Kentucky, which that's where their main office is. Now, did they bring you down there to do that, or did they actually come out your way? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's way, it's way cheaper for them to fly out than it is for them to fly all the actors out there. Uh, so, no, they, they came out to uh, Los Angeles, and we recorded this at uh, Bang Zoom Studios in Burbank. Um, uh, they, they do anime, they do cartoon shows, they do video games. So, like, it's a multi-purpose uh, recording facility, and uh, that's where we did this one. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I assumed it would be something like that. But uh, I was just curious. Like I said, we we did get a chance to spend some time with them, and of course that was, you know, a, a ways back. And they they had a little bit of information out at that time. But uh, it's just it's awesome to see what you know a small company like that is, has put together. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, whenever you when you really think about it, it's like an indie team, and they get all these backers, they get all these people together, and they actually make a product that is as good as this one is, that's actually really impressive considering, like, well, I hate to say it, but all the failed Kickstarter stuff out there, like, this is kind of one of the few successes. So it's like, good, all right, it's a good game. Yeah, I mean, the reception has been really good. Um, like I said, I know you haven't been in the in the uh, the chat parties and whatnot, but, uh, you know, the reception's been great. You know, there's been some haters out there and people that want to point fingers over the server issues and some of the tech stuff, which... You know, like we had talked about, the game was more than double in popularity of what they thought. So I think everybody involved, um, you know, they not everybody that's involved might might not necessarily be aware of that. But I think for those that are, they ought to be really proud that, you know, their work was way more popular than expected. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's like like uh, we were mentioning before it is a double edged sword of being able to say like oh we didn't anticipate this many people would like it but at the same time you know the server issues cause a bunch of people to get pissed off that it's not working as well as it should but i have a feeling you know what as time goes on i'm sure they're going to improve the servers and uh the quality of the game is going to skyrocket and also i believe they're adding in a bunch of uh, uh additional dlc isn't that right that's like coming down the line like modes or or like a single player mode or something along those lines yeah, the single-player mode is set to release sometime this summer. I think they've estimated it in the next couple months or so. As far as additional DLC, I'm not really for sure exactly what the content's going to be. There's a lot of chatter about that, you know, possibly additional maps, you know, additional Jason characters, et cetera, et cetera. But they haven't came right out and specifically said, you know, we're we're going to do this map for sure or this character. So, uh I don't know. Have you heard anything else, Eric, as far as that's concerned with the DLC stuff? 
No, I haven't. Other than the Savini drop, uh, the Savini Jason drop, uh, I and the uh, skins for the the different counselors. Uh I don't. I don't know. I mean, they've got they. That was a huge campaign from Kickstarter to backer. The the this entire two year process of of this game. I mean, I don't know. I. It's uh, it got to be bigger than I ever expected it would be. I mean, whenever you know, they we just heard heard whispers about the game, and we never thought it'd come to fruition. Uh, especially from a little indie company out of Lexington, Kentucky, and and smacked me in the face. But I fucking love the game, and I I think that it's awesome. I think that it. And whenever I met the guys, I said that I thought that it would bridge the gap between 80s kids and millennials. Uh, and I, I and I believe that. And I think Jason Voorhees has the power to do it because he's a likable enough character. And he's an icon, as iconic as Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. And, well, I mean, also, you have to consider, like, how long is this? Uh, this series been going on, like, what, 36 years or, or something like that? I mean, it's it's crazy, but, like, kids today could technically go and see, like, even if it was the remake, but, like, Friday the 13th, just as, like, we did back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The uh, the 2009 film, you know, I think reestablished some younger fans, you know. Uh, obviously, most of the, the main gaming community, I mean, you know, I'm in my mid-30s, so, you know, I grew up with Nintendo to what we have now, but the younger generation, you know, they didn't have all the, the Friday films coming out and they didn't have the stuff, you know, from the eighties and the early nineties. So for them to, you know, not necessarily be that interested in the Friday, the 13th game, you know, wouldn't surprise me, but I, there's enough going on out there that the, the average gamer would, would probably pick up a copy to play. But the thing yeah. of it is they the, those kids that you're describing right there that you said wouldn't be their target uh, demographic are are the ones that are picking it up playing it. They're the ones that nobody counted for. And they're the ones that <laughs> that are gonna make these guys an awful lot of money. Yeah, that's that's what I mean is there was enough interest there for, you know, the the gamers, the younger gamers that don't have a lot of knowledge of Friday because we haven't had, you know, but one film since two thousand three with, you know, Freddy versus Jason. But uh, there's enough floating around out there and with social media they might not be huge fans, but they're like, oh, we got this game where, you know, Jason's running around hacking people. Let's check it out. And and that's probably what, you know, what the draw was for, for like you said, for uh, what what caused the server crash. You know, we have all these extra people that we didn't anticipate, and, it's, and it is probably that, that age group of, uh, of gamers. It's got to be. I mean, somebody's out there playing it, and it's pretty awesome that it's just being played as much as it is. Um, you know, it's a... I mean, based on the review scores, obviously, I, I still haven't played it myself, so I can't really give my own opinion on it. But if what they're all saying is true, yeah, it's like a legitimately solid game. And it's always good to see games that have had this much work put into them uh, start doing well, especially right out of the gate, despite the uh, the, the minor setback of the server issues. Three, two or three on PS4 as uh, in the popular games, it's, it's two or three. Wow. I mean... That's saying something. Yeah, especially for an indie game. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I it's phenomenal. I I I just can't believe it. It's just I'm so happy for them. all of them. 
Oh yeah, and especially with the unknowns of we might get, you know, additional Jason characters, you know, we probably will get an additional map or two and just to see what the single player mode is going to be like. So, yeah, I mean, it's just what the first couple weeks we've had to play. I mean, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what else they come up with. All I want is Jason X. Is Jason X in the game? <laughs> no, no, but you know what? That could happen later. You never know. Oh, come on. Give me Jason X. That, that'll be a must-buy for me. I love that stupid movie. <laughs> I Crazy Ralph, and I didn't get him. Oh. Yes, well, you're not an Uber fan. Most of uh, the most Friday listeners should know who Crazy Ralph is, but he was a prophet of doom. You're all doomed, that guy. Oh, that dude. I do remember yeah. that guy, yeah. <laughs> And that's all I wanted in the game. And no, I got I got shafted. So I'm going to protest and play it more. Well, you know what? Start a petition and maybe they'll throw him in as a DLC later. <laughs> that would be awesome. But yeah, Ben, great work. I mean, great work by all the voiceover actors. I mean, if it weren't for you guys, the, the game certainly wouldn't be what it was because that definitely adds, you know, to the, the whole cinematic, uh, you feel like you're in a movie situation. Well, my pleasure, man. Thanks so much for enjoying the game. Now, do you have any future projects that you'd like to chat about a little bit? I, I know on IMDb you've had you got some other stuff in the works, but uh, anything you want to share with us? Oh, hmm. Uh, oh, boy. This is one of these things. Uh, when you're in the voiceover industry, everything is now like strictly NDA or non-disclosure agreement based. So, like, yeah, there's like at least a couple things that I'm really excited about that I'd like to talk about. But if I do, I might get fired. So, like, yes, but no. I'm sorry. Well, that's certainly understandable, though. But, you know, good to hear that you do have some, some good projects coming up. Yeah. And I'm I sure your list of, of future projects is definitely not going to go down, like you said, with the gaming industry. I'm sure you're going to stay pretty busy for quite a while. Oh, I hope so, man. From your mouth to God's ear. Yeah, man, I appreciate the time. I'm, I'm glad we could set something up. I was kind of curious as to the process myself, so I'm glad you could come on and share some of your experiences. My pleasure. And maybe before we go, we can get a we can get a Chad fuck you. I will do my best. Hopefully, my neighbors won't mind. <laughs> fuck you. Well, all right, that wraps up another episode of Return to Camp Blood, so please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our Facebook page or email at feedback at campbloodpodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Friday the 13th, The Game. Until next time.